This week on the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast. Uh, I would love a chip. I would. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> ah! Uh, we have to talk less. I want my own brain. <laughs> Give me you brain. had your turn. I used to be Give smarter, me. Morgan. I used to be smarter. I swear it. Good evening, boys and ghouls, and welcome to the Spooky Monster Cartoon Podcast. <laughs> Good morning, ah! guys, gals, envy pals, and all of God's creatures, and welcome to the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast. I am your host, Jesse, alongside my co-host, Morgan. Morgan, is it terror time again? Uh, oh boy, it's terror time again. I can't believe how hard that song fucks. It's so good! Uh, Nate Wants a Battle has a really good cover of it on Spotify, too. This week, we're watching everyone's, what what has to be, everyone's favorite Scooby-Doo movie, a classic the one that one that brought Scooby-Doo back to prominence. We watch Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Wait, wait, wait. No, that's not correct. There's a smudge on your on your notes there. <laughs> let me just let me just get that schmutz off. You see, oh. right there, Scooby-Doo Return to Zombie Island. Oh, it does say Return to Zombie Island. That's right. Also, I do want to point out, I had verbatim in my notes. Wait, hold on. There was a smudge on my notes. Fuck you! <laughs> Go fuck yourself! <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we cannot... We, this isn't even scripted. We have separate scripts, but they might as well have been written by the same man. Brainwaves traveling across state lines. To make the same stupid joke. For those of you who may not know, there was a sequel 21 years after Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island came out. The 33rd direct-to-video Scooby-Doo film sees Mystery Inc. return to Moonscar Island, kind of. So if you remember Zombie Island, that's the good one. That's the one everyone should have seen. It's like everyone I brought viewing. this. Everyone I brought this up to seems to remember it, but if there's some of you who haven't seen Scooby-Doo Zombie Island, uh, if that was 21 years, let me do some quick calculation. 2001, really? What? You did the math wrong. Well, not from this year. Return to Zombie Island didn't come out this year. You're right. 1998, then. Yeah. You're right. Yes. 1998. <laughs> no, I didn't mean from this year. I meant two, 21 years ago from six years ago. <laughs> I said the sequel came out after 21 years. That makes sense. In hindsight, that makes a lot of sense. You um, can't ever know. But you should watch that one because it's really good. That was one of the... There was this there was this batch of, like, four movies made around the same time in the same, like, canonical time era of Scooby-Doo Adventures where they're, like, ten years out from high school. They're on in their new lives and they reconvene as adults to restart um, the Scooby-Doo mystery gang. Yeah, Zombie Island begins by saying, here's what the gang have been doing since they've been gone. They have jobs now, except for Shaggy and Scooby, who can't hold down a job. They have jobs now. And we'll explain that a little bit more later for reasons, for continuity reasons. But 
some neat things that I figured out about this movie is that uh, Scooby-Doo Return to Zombie Island actually marked the 50th anniversary of Scooby-Doo as a franchise. Uh, it released really, ten, yeah, it released ten days before the official anniversary date. Okay, so, 2019 because the series started in uh, 1969, right? Hell yeah, 69? hell yeah. That rules. Two things happened that year: we landed on the moon and Scooby-Doo. Did we land on the moon yeah. in 1969? What a great year! All packed into one sexually charged number. Additional fun fact. The date. The actual date of the 50th anniversary landed on Friday, September 13th. And, oh, shit. And Friday, September 13th in 2019 was a harvest moon. The harvest moon, if you recall, represents the exact night where the werecat sacrifice ritual must take place in the original zombie island. That's super interesting. That's, like, probably up there with, like, top, like coincidental movie like facts yeah i that's literally not it's kind of, releasing the movie this movie here planned obviously but the fact yeah. that it falls on these exact dates is kind of crazy yeah so the, this movie uh was kind of a surprise we're looking at a list of movies and uh it's it feels like it's really easy to lose track of what scooby-doo movies there are because it feels like they put out like two or three a year there's, thir- this- I think now, 36, 37 of them. At least just direct-to-DVD, or uh, direct-to-video direct ones. Yes, and as we said last time, they weren't making movies every year when it first came out. So they jam-packed the, the, the tail end of Scooby-Doo history with movies. Yeah, and Zombie Island saved Scooby-Doo as a franchise, more or less. So it's kind of Zombie Island's fault that we have weird shit like... Scooby-Doo and Kiss Save Christmas or whatever the fuck that one is. They save, uh, I'm pretty sure they save the galaxy in that one because Kiss are like are like extra-dimensional space warriors, magical girls. That makes sense. Yes. Uh, but, uh, so I, despite being the single biggest Scooby-Doo fan ever. Wow. Yes. I, uh, did not know this movie came out. I didn't. And, it's, hard to keep, uh, it's hard to keep that much track of... I mean, who actually cares about Scooby-Doo? Not me. So... <laughs> Scooby-Doo, not an amazing franchise, let's be honest. They had one no, or two kinda, good ones. It's, it's kind of sucks. I'm more of a Jabberjaw man myself. <laughs> Bro, what about... What's that fucking Caveman one? Uh, Captain Caveman? Yeah, what about Captain Caveman? Where, where, my, where are my Captain Caveman heads at? So, uh, and in reading about this movie, I heard some claims that this rewrote the canon... Of Sco- of the Zombie Island one, which would have been very frustrating because Zombie Island, as we've all come to a collective consensus on, is very good. Uh, uh, but no spoilers yet. But for Zombie um, Island, a twenty for Zombie f- four year old movie. The entire time watching this, there are scenes that happen where Morgan's like, "Don't, don't, don't you fucking, don't you undo that, don't you undo this thing from that movie." And it does, it consistently feels like it gets close to it. I learned that the fan reception for this movie, for Return to Zombie Island, was not extraordinarily positive initially. Because of a variety of changes, because of, to to call, to call yourself a sequel to Zombie Island, which is a generally darker movie than most Scooby-Doo movies. While this one is much more lighthearted because it's in this sort of era of Scooby-Doo, that upset people a lot. Which is what I was going to say, is that this this kind of... 
the canon of Scooby Doo is weird because it's it's like it's like Legend of Zelda. You can make a timeline. You'd just be fucking stupid to, right? Kind of. Yeah. So like, there you could say that, and it's pretty definitive. It's basically based on who's making it at the time, right? And the art style, because you can say definitively that um, uh, Zombie Island, Witch is Cursed, or is it Witch is Ghost or Witch is Cursed? I always get confused. I, I think it's Witch is Ghost. Witch's I think it's Witch. I think it's Witch is Ghost. Sure, go for um, it. And Cyber Chase and uh, Invasion, the the alien one with the Martians. Um, those take place like one after the uh, the other in the same canonical timeline, right? Yeah. Um, and this, because they're all, like, adults by this point. They all gave up Scooby-Doo Mystery Inc. and went back to it. Um, and they're, and they're adults. And in this, and, and this takes place in, like, the late 2010s, obviously, is when this came out. And around this time, they were busting out a bunch of movies. And for earlier, before this, there were, the like, the What's New Scooby-Doo era movies, and that takes place in the same canonical, like, kind of, like, a bunch. It's easy it, to... It's pretty much just whatever of... batch. They, yeah. they They stay within their continuity in the batches. For example, Return to Zombie Island is also a direct sequel to the previous direct-to-video movie, Scooby-Doo and the Curse of the 13th Ghost. And there is... Right. There is direct continuity. Like, this movie... Spoiler for the beginning of the movie. Um... The Curse of the Thirteen Ghosts ends with Fred selling the Mystery Machine, where the really, which is where, which is where this movie begins. I knew I watched the movie, so I knew that this was where it begins. I did not know the the uh, continuity was kept that closely. Yeah, that's impressive, um, and that makes a lot more sense because it's kind of a jarring thing to start on because I don't go into it that much. Um, but boy, is it fun! It is very fun, and the. Uh, what I was going to say is that this this kind of era, this batch, is really good because it's like it's like riding the coattails or it's walking it's walking in the footprints of giants, whatever the phrase is. <laughs> We're mashing all these phrases together. Make them up on yes. the fly. Who cares? Linguists are yeah. nerds. Yes. And uh, because uh, it, it takes a lot of the character building done by Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporating and like kind of solidifying that as permanent traits of these characters, like Fred, who sorely needed character development, right? To become more interesting characters. Yeah, um, Scooby-Doo being a franchise for 50 years means that almost inevitably there's going to be pieces of pieces of writing that just carry over because another writer likes it enough to go, hey, that's a cool yeah. thing. Let me just take this. Fucking Red Much- Herring comes back in Mystery Inc. because someone else on the planet watched a pup named Scooby-Doo. And enjoyed it yeah. and said, that's a good character. This this redheaded beef boy is a good character. So this era of Scooby-Doo has really fleshed out characters. Uh, like kind of like interesting dynamics between them. And and uh, and also has like a, a, like kind of a, a general com- like uh, appreciation for what Scooby-Doo is. It knows what Scooby-Doo is. It appreciates it. It appreciates it, builds off of it without changing its core, and also understands how to how ridiculous the concept is, and po- and like plays off of its own concept really well. Yeah, the, even this, uh, this set of movies, like like Leg- uh, the Phantasaur, the one with the ghost dinosaur and the yeah. biker gang, which is the movie where Shaggy gets goes Ultra Instinct. 
where that meme comes from. It's a movie where he's hypnotized into believing he's not as scared as he is, so he just starts fighting people. Um, and and it plays off the concept of like, what if we just made a movie where Shaggy like got therapy for being so scared because he got scared so many times that he's literally at a heart attack risk at this point. Like he'll die if he gets scared again is how the movie starts. It's like, wow, what a, what a way to build off the character while being, while respecting what the show is and still being able to do a mystery while having a character arc. It's great too. Cause in my brain, I directly compare Scooby-Doo and it's five, quintillion movies to tom and jerry and it's five quintillion movies and with 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 a friend with franchises as long as both of these you have to assume that writers at some point go okay we have to make a new movie let's do what is something we haven't explored so sometimes a movie will be focused on a specific character or it'll focus on just this idea or topic that they haven't done yet or it'll be a retread of previous things from a new angle that's true of scooby-doo movies Versus Tom and Jerry movies, which are just, what if we took this story that already existed to have Tom and Jerry do slapstick in the background? Yeah. Because what do you do with Tom and Jerry? Tom and Jerry are solidified as not really having strong characters. They are what they are. They, it's it's a dynamic. It's a show about yeah. a dynamic and nothing else. But what if we put them in Wizard of Oz? <laughs> and like, it's, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that it's I bad. can only imagine. Okay. I can only imagine being a writer for a Tom and Jerry movie. And I don't know how you don't hate your life, honestly. <laughs> Truly, honestly. Scooby-Doo, you have wiggle room. Well, you have characters, well, you have stuff to work with. I imagine the way you do it is you storyboard. You don't really write a script for Tom and Jerry. Yeah. You do a board. And that that's probably more creatively fulfilling than writing, like, Tom hits Jerry with a hammer. And, and then Jerry hits Tom's foot with a spoon. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's, like, Dorothy in the, in the foreground. Oh, man. Hey, Jesse, let's get into this fucking movie. Let's Unless you had more to say. I'm sorry. No, the only I think the only thing I have to say is, and I'll probably bring this up a few times throughout this movie, you can definitely tell that this movie is, for its fault and for certain continuity errors, this movie is definitely made by a team who respects Scooby-Doo as a franchise. Yeah. It, not just the old stuff, not just the new stuff, all of it. Because there's a lot of... And again, with this being a 50th anniversary movie, they do intentionally incorporate aspects from all throughout Scooby-Doo's history. I mean, I don't know why we're so hung up on this subject. It's not like there's anybody out there making a show about Scooby-Doo that kind of spits in the face of what it is and kind of ignores everything about Scooby-Doo that makes it Scooby-Doo. Morgan, I feel like you're reading my notes again. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. No! And I'm not happy about it. I was going to bring us up later. Do we want to talk about it now? Do we want no. to talk about the trailer? No, it's fine. Okay. It's it, it, it's 30 seconds. There's really not much. Mind, Mindy Colling got a trailer for where she is Velma. That's for that's H- the whole story. HBO Velma. <laughs> it is so it is so blatantly a show that someone pitched and Warner Brothers HBO or someone said, we can't sell this. Take an IP and put it on it. And they it's, said, I it, guess Scooby-Doo. I'm I'm not sure about that. It's just like, well, let's make a Scooby. It's kind of like two shows were kind of combined, is what I feel like. Is that it? Because uh, it, like a lot of comedy shows, especially like cartoon comedies, get pitched and it, and there's no concept to them, mm-hmm. right? They're like the Fox shows, it's like, oh, it's just about a teenager. Oh, it's just about a family, and there's no concept to it. It basically rests 
on the main comedian voice actor. It's like, well, we're just going to use her style of humor, or his style of humor to make an entire show. And there's no real plot or concept to it. And that's kind of going to be what this is. Except, uh, I don't know. Well, you can tell there's not going to be any really good plot or concept to it because the entirety of the teaser trailer I don't... is talking about how much people are dorks for texting HBO Max about changes to properties. And I'm in support of bullying dorks who are upset about changes to your properties, but you can't sell a show based off of that. You cannot sell your reboot, reimagining whatever the fuck show based on let's make fun of know. nerds who are going to make fun of this show. I don't know. I Would I have watched uh, a cartoon about Mindy calling solving uh, murder mysteries in, in, without it be having Velma on it? I don't know. You Probably watched Mike not. Tyson mysteries. That's what this is trying I would, to be. I would, but I don't give a shit about Mindy calling. You I give, give a shit, a about, shit about Mike Tyson? About... <laughs> Mindy Since when? Ah oh, man. Since he started doing Mike Tyson's mystery. Yeah. <laughs> All right, whatever. Scooby Doo in the big Return. old juice. <laughs> what? That's getting edited. There's no yeah, way. That's getting cut out. That's There's no cut way out. that stays in. I, what is the What is the name of the movie? Scooby Doo. Fuckos. Let's talk about. Know. Let's talk about Scooby Doo Return to Zombie Island. We begin in Mystery Res, as the gang are. <laughs> yeah, it's clever. Finger waggle. I wrote that. I wrote that. I was happy Finger waggle in your face. <laughs> We the the gang are hunting or, or rather are fleeing from a werewolf, which I read might have also been continuity from the last movie. I didn't really care to look into that too deeply, but it might be. So that's neat. And what more or less happens is they're running from the werewolf. Fred Fred says, "Hey gang, let's split up. All of you go down that alleyway that I can see an ending to. I'm going to run into the open." And they're all like, "Bet, Fred, that's a good idea. You're a good idea, guy. Fred, you're smart. You won't get us killed." And they run down and they hit the end of the alley and they go. Fred got us killed. That's a real fucking werewolf. We're going to die. We are back since you were born. This alleyway, this dead end alleyway had a dead end. Who could have foreseen it? That's impossible. And the werewolf begins stalking them in. And then all of a sudden, you're blinded with this bright light. And we are introduced to, I swear to God, maybe one of the best characters in this movie, at least for the first 15 minutes of the movie, the mystery machine. <laughs> the mystery machine being the 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 linchpin in in the trap for like 17 traps in a row it it he it looks like he's about to run down the werewolf and what he does is he drives it up to the rope then uses the tire to pull the rope that that activates the the net trap and who is a werewolf I mean, we all knew it by this point. We're a minute and it happens in this movie. We know that it's that it's young man Jenkins. It's young old man, man Jenkins. Withers. A young man Withers. Young man Withers. Old man Withers' grandson. That's which is awesome. Fucking canon. hilarious. <laughs> Cr- crime and crime and runs in the family. Oh man, we so, follow so, this up so that, with a yeah. mystery machine washing montage, and then we combo that into a. The mystery machine getting a Zenkai boost and being the strongest member of the team as it and it alone piloted like an like an Evangelion by Fred catching every monster they've ever encountered, including so, it, there's the creeper there. 
There's other ones I don't remember the names of. Yeah, it was it was a bunch of mo- all the, all the history's greatest monsters, and then it wraps up this montage with them all all the monsters in a pile, and then and they're just taking the mask off. It's like it's every member of the old man Withers family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's the whole tree. And, and at this point, I notice something's wrong. And I'm like, oh, something's going to happen to the Mystery Machine. They're pushing Mystery Machine so hard. It's going to get destroyed in this movie. There's no way it doesn't. And Morgan uh, was wrong. And then we- something's not going to happen. Something happened already. Because yes. this is a dream sequence that Fred is having in a At the a malt milkshake. shop. Yeah, malt shop. At the malt God. shop. Never forget that they're in the 50s forever. And Fred wakes up and he goes, oh, God, I just had this, this horrible dream that I sold the mystery machine. That it's gone. My true, my one true love in this world. The only thing that gets me off the mystery machine is gone. And Daphne looks at him and goes like, bitch. And she goes, yeah, no, that, that happened, though. You did, you, did, you did sell the mystery machine. Yeah. So the, and then and then Fred looks out the window and sees the 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 dedicated mystery machine parking <laughs> space empty to this malt shop. He's like, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and this is Fred's character for most of the movie, and it's hilarious. It's really good. It's it's it, Fred. It, it's like I don't know. Mystery solving mysteries won't just be the, just won't be the same without her. her. <laughs> he does that, bit, and I said as a joke that he was gonna say her, and then he does, and I lost it. It's oh literally God. just he's a, a forlorn lover, and it's awesome. So. The town sheriff, who's not Patrick Warburton, tragically comes in. Yes, comes in, and they're in Coolsville. I have to guess. It, it depends on what what cannon we're. I we're think in. they're in Mississippi. In right now, I no in this town. I don't know. This feels like North Mid- Midwestern to me. Is where they live. Yeah, it's it's not and, extraordinarily and, and clear. Scoop, in Scooby Doo, Mister Incorporated, they live on the Crystal. They live in Crystal Cove, but. In Scooby-Doo, a uh, pup named Scooby-Doo, they live in Coolsville. Is that is that where Coolsville comes from? No, I that's Coolsville is a pre-existing joke. Damn it! Which is why they called it that. Oh, I was hoping that something from pup named Scooby-Doo became integral to the canon. No, that's unfortunate. Um, so, so the sheriff comes in and says, "You kids better not be solving mysteries." And and Fred's like, "Don't worry." We're not. We can't. We'll never do it again. Turns they, out, so the drinks closed. They decided to stop and move on with their lives. Canonically, a second time because in this canon oh, they have done Zombie Island, which weirdly the timeline may gets fuggly wuggly a little bit because okay. they have to be at least tw- they have to be like thirty at this point, but they're clearly teenagers hanging out in the malt shop being harassed by a sheriff. I look some things up. I have some answers for you as to how they try and reconcile the timelines. I th- yeah. We'll get there. When we get there. But there's some some of these just make me upset. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I don't think it needs to make sense, right? It's it does it's it's like fun. This is like a comedic thing. This is this a comedic is, movie, but the you're right. It doesn't need to necessarily make sense, but they try, and that's why it's bad. Yeah. yeah. If they didn't try, I'd be like, sure, let's go. But no, they Remember actively that? try, and they say they have lines and and yeah. plot points dedicated to reconciling the timeline, despite it making no possible sense. Velma brings up her her mystery blog that much like that I can relate to as a podcaster. <laughs> that none, none of her, of her friends, friends have actually have actually looked at or listened <laughs> to or subscribed to. 
but she uh, and uh, but in this she has her unsolved the some of the gang's only unsolved mysteries, including Zombie Island, which is which they did do Zombie Island. Felt like a resolved story. What they didn't figure out is how the fuck were there zombies? And everybody's like, yeah, those were just zombies, Velma. Get over it. And Velma's like, fucking no, that can't be right. It's an unsolved mystery. So then they 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 flash back and Daphne is like, uh, Daphne's like, oh yeah, remember when I was a talk show host? Okay, so here's here's what they do. Daphne doesn't say, remember that time I was a talk show host. What she now says because remember, in Zombie Island, there was a show named after her, literally called, I think, Chasing Ghosts with Daphne Blake or something like that. Yeah. In this movie, they say, Daphne goes, hey, remember that time I interned at a TV station? That's the, that's not true. Intern doesn't get a roving cam crew. <laughs> Which was a camera held by Fred. Yeah. I think Fred was like worked on that show for her. Yeah. I think the entire what happened, the, yeah. their entire post mystery ink thing was they both wanted to still do mystery stuff, so Fred set her up and basically got her a show, and then was her producer. Yeah. yeah. But in this show, in this movie, she was only an she intern did. who got a named television show after Morgan. You interned for a few production is, companies, right? Sh- yes. Where's your show? Where's your single cam? Fucking! Uh, I was expo- on- exploration across the world show. I'm in the background catching a tossed biscuit of a uh, of a Bon Appetit video. Oh, yeah. And you That's, said, there I am, Gary. There I am. Yeah. No, that was when I was on a Gordon Ramsay show, but I was not interning. I was freelancing. Different. See, you should have interned. You would have gotten a show by now. I, in- I, I should have interned, and then I could have been Gordon Ramsay's sidekick, uh, <laughs> Scrappy Ramsay. Scrappy, scrappy do Ramsay. Gordon Scramsay. Gordon Scramsy, just little, little British. It's like, <laughs> this meat is rotten. And I'm just like, ooh, let me at that chef. Ooh, let me at him. I'll show him a thing or two about some well done meat. Yeah, let me. <laughs> I'll tenderize his meat. Bow, 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 bow. So Shaggy. <laughs> so Shaggy is super aggro because they discussed, they've solved pretty much every mystery from here to the edge of Mississippi. They bring up Mississippi a lot. Because I guess they're in Mississippi. Yeah. And Shaggy goes, he is super aggro about staying out of mystery solving. Which is a recurring theme for this movie. And the last movie, as it turns out, Shaggy's an asshole in this one. Shaggy's justified, though. His reasoning is like, I am so sick of being used as baits by my friends. I get it. I'm not saying I don't get it. But there is maybe he is more justified than He's, I give him credit because you can visibly. So what happens next, right? He could also just leave. He could have just left instead of saying, we're not about what we're about anymore. We're, we're going to do my thing now. Well, in Canon, he tried that uh, yeah. alleging this is after the zombie Island Canon. He tries that him and Scooby try and get multiple jobs and they get fired from all of them. Yeah. I think Shaggy desperately needs the rest of the cast to survive. Yes. Ignoring the fact that he has solo shows. So, let's just get to it. Um, Shaggy's watching... Shaggy's watching Elvira. Right? Mm. Yes. And... Uh, no, the entire malt shop is watching uh, Elvira. True. Thank you. <laughs> he's watching... He's watching Elvira, and Elvira's like, Hey, we have a contest for a vacation that some random person's gonna win, 
pulls out a name out of a bingo coffin. Which I thought yes. was a funny bit. And oh, look at that. It's Shaggy Rogers who can bring three friends and one pet. Coincidentally. Yeah. So Shaggy by this point has made the entire the entire mystery gang promise not to solve any more mysteries. They're yeah. just done with that forever. The, he like pinky swear on the grave. He actually pulls out a binding contract, basically. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it's forever, I think it might have just been the length of this vacation. Yes. And so w- clearly something fucky wucky is going on. Nobody wins a contest for three friends and one pet. So so they're like that seems normal everybody's like gritting their teeth bro so, so willfully ignorant and it's killing them bro it's velma, eating them from the inside out velma instantly starts going through what looks like heroin withdrawal <laughs> she starts losing it she is cracking instantly the second she is not allowed to engage her brain in mystery it's over for her fred literally starts hallucinating the mystery machine it's nuts they're not holding up well. No. Uh, they've been not solving a mystery for 30 seconds. Just wait until um, they get to the Godforsaken Island. So they're going to an island. Ignore that they're in swampy Louisiana. It's definitely a tropical island. Tropical Ignore all the, in a swamp. A tropical swamp. It's a tropical swamp. They got. They flew there. How do they not know? <laughs> they take Whatever. Them, the boat is supposed to take them farther than they think it did. They hugged the shoreline the entire time. How could they not know? They're not all right. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. They fucking know. Everybody in the gang knows. They are so willfully ignorant about the mystery of all the weird shit going on. They get to the island. There are some islanders there who give them uh, floral necklaces. Welcome to the island. And and they straight up lays. Yes, thank you. Uh, I would love a chip. I would. <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> <Fuck. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> we have to talk less. I want my own brain. <laughs> Give me You've my brain. had your turn. I used to be Give smarter, me. Morgan. I used to be smarter. I swear it. Uh, so they give them the Lay's floral necklaces and and scream in their faces, get out. Get out. Get, get out. out. And because, because the mystery Jordan is so peels, Jordan peels, get, get out. out. They say verbatim. And, and they're like, wow, get out and have a great time. Great. Yeah, no, they're so willing. They're so not... Able, able to engage with the possibility of mystery that all of them, Fred, Daphne, and Velma, and Velma's physically pained by this, you can tell. They all go, oh, get out. That must be some Islander term for have fun. And they all just, <laughs> Velma takes out a brick, bashes her head with it a few times. <laughs> and the Islanders, as they all leave, the Islanders this turn is, around and this go, is literally the people. This is the Mac Day episode of Always Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> pulls out a pillow, wants. the one scream in the pillow they're allowed today. 
<laughs> and then and then we cut to a van scene, which is the most awkward. Well, wait, 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 wait a second. Wait, wait a second. It, it goes even further than that with the Islanders, because when they, by the time they get to Shaggy and Scooby, they're like, "Get out! There's zombies infesting the island." Oh yeah, they're straight. And Shaggy is like, "Huh? I wonder what that meant," and moves on. <laughs> yeah, the Islanders just turn around, and go these fucking white people, and then Shaggy goes like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't have any money," and walks. <laughs> Super racist. Shaggy goes, don't touch me. So so now we get to the van scene. It's the most awkward thing on the planet because this Daphne and Velma so are desperately trying to talk to each other and realize they have nothing in common without mysteries. <laughs> it is crushing. And this is this is such good character development. Yeah. It just feel it's so exactly what I would expect to happen. It's great because and exactly what I wanted to happen from the outside. Like objectively, Daphne is this rich kind of prep girl. Velma's a nerd. Why would they really be friends? And we'll discover that they're- next week. Don't you worry. But why would they <laughs> actually be friends? And they're trying to do small talk. Daphne says some weird shit like, "Hey, do you how how is your soccer game?" And Velma goes, "My what?" And <laughs> it's like I've never played soccer in life. Oh, I could have sworn that you know. Well, not it's me. So, oh. It's so realistically awkward. I love it. <laughs> it hurts. And then, meanwhile, Fred Fred is in the misogyny phase of his breaking up with his girlfriend, <laughs> and is like, "This is probably the worst van I've ever been in." And he says to the guy, the guy driving, driving the, the van bed. for them, "This van sucks. It doesn't have any green paint. No floral <laughs> pattern." What, what? Why would you even drive this? And the dude's just like, I can't believe it. This this guy's so fucking rude right now. If you're just, if you didn't know anything about Scooby Doo and you just watched these first five minutes where they're on the island, you would assume these are the most stereotypical asshole characters. You would assume this is the Always Sunny gang. They start racist and then they insult the people trying to help them immediately. Fred's going through the dentist system. But it's revert. It's Uno reverse card onto him. It's it's uh yeah. It's a it's a whole time. This th- luckily because this is the luckily because the cosmic forces will not allow them a respite. They are their uh, awkward silence is broken by a fucking tiger man jumping out of the woods, chopping down a tree with his claws, and then slashing the tire of the van. And and. The van stops. The, like, everything just goes bad. And uh, mysteries are throwing themselves at the gang. Mysteries are laying themselves at the gang's feet. But because Fred, Vi- Daphne, and Velma mysteries are, are backing friends, it up into Fred's crotch like they forgot something. Yeah, because, <laughs> because Fred, Daphne, and Velma are such good friends, they will not break their promise to Shaggy. They will not look into any of these mysteries. There are tire marks in the wheel of the car. They look at the tree. It is a fake plastic palm tree. And Shaggy, listen, Shaggy's aware of how insane this is, but he's like, I would literally rather die by monster attack than be involved in the mystery about it. I want to be a background character for one fucking mystery. (laughs) I was honestly really hoping that the climax of this movie was going to be Shaggy seeing, because this is where I thought the movie was going, Shaggy sees how broken up, how disheveled, and how lesser of people his friends are without solving mysteries, that he would go, oh, this is really important to them. I should just give them their for their rights back. But instead, it's, hey, guess what? Shaggy's about to die. And he goes, oh, God, please I- save me, everyone. 
skipping ahead a little I bit, thought, but that's what happens, and that I'm not a huge fan of that. I thought that this this I I I thought that I'm I don't know if this would be an entertaining hour and a half, but I thought. For the love of God, this is going to be an entire movie where a mystery happens around the Scooby-Doo gang <laughs> and they do not try and solve it at all. They just stick around and leave mm-hmm. unresolved. That's what I thought was going to happen. They do that for half the movie and it is a lot and it's of fun. Ins- it's really good. <laughs> this movie is way more fun than I think it has any right to be, to be completely honest with you. A sequel to a 21-year-old classic movie, granted, very different tone, very different style. But Which, by the, by the way, if you're going to watch one Halloween movie this year, make it Scooby-Doo Zombie Island. It's so fucking good. From animation to story to fucking music, as we've described. So good. I mean, Zombie Island gets filtered by Scary Godmother, but other than that, yeah, I'll agree. All right. Speaking hey, of Zombie Island. Pocus. I just watched Hocus Pocus. Pocus Hogger Poker. I just watched Hogger Poggers for the first time. <laughs> That's what my that's what my Roadhog gameplay is like in Overwatch 2. <laughs> oh no, Jesse, you're problematic. Oh, uh, not again. All right, go. All right, you were going to say speaking of I sure was. Scary Godmother. Spe- speaking of Zombie Island, this is where for funsies, characters start realizing, "Hey, this island looks familiar. A lot of this feels really familiar." And then and then Daphne, Velma, and I think Fred start recapping the movie of Zombie Island with reanimated flashbacks, which I thought was interesting. They pull a Shippuden. Yeah. They pull a fucking year 20 One Piece where they go with that flashbacks and reanimate them. It's kind of crazy that they went that far. And the entire time they're explaining the story, you hear Shaggy and Scooby in the background going, we know, we know. Yeah, I was there. I, we were there. We know this happened. They are, Shaggy is a menace in this movie. Remember the time I was an intern on Ellen and my life force got sucked by a cat woman? <laughs> Velma going, yeah. remember that time magic was proven? But I won't believe you mean, it still. You mean canonically 12 weeks ago? Yeah, we were there. <laughs> That's the other thing. In Zombie Island, Velma not only... like Velma believes in that one supernatural thing because it's so unbelievably plainly evident to her. So to the point where she learns how to use it, how to abuse it, and how to defeat the villains with it. But in this movie, she's like, no, 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 no. Magic's not real. That's bullshit. That was, which I, under- that was which hallucination. I understand. I, which I understand for Velma's character, that makes sense. If you're allowed to expand on it, right? Because for the, because if you've got to add new stakes to this movie, you've got to lessen the stakes of the last movie, Right. And, and and from Belma's perspective, that like it, it makes sense by for a character to have believed that that wasn't real. Yeah, but this is where Morgan immediately starts going, "Don't you fucking make it so that that wasn't magic in the last movie?" Yeah, no, I would have been pissed if it turned out that they explained it away. Um, so we, so the, so we get, get to so Hotel the, Moon Star. Moon Star. Silver Hawks. <laughs> Shut up. And we meet the staff of Hotel Moonstar, and they look identical, identical to the characters of Zombie Island. And I think oh, this I might be the we, first we, point where we start going like, hey, wait a minute. So I don't know if we mentioned this or if, if uh, Zombie Island is as prevalent in your brain as it is ever present in mine. Uh, Moonscar, it was the Moonscar Hotel, Moonscar Manor was the, was the uh, chateau uh, they stayed in. It was where Moonscar the Island. Loved. 
Moonscar the, Island, and it was a Moonscar Chateau because it was named after the pirate Captain Morgan Morgan Moonscar. Moon, Morgan Moonscar. That's you. Oh, that should have been my Twitter handle. Fuck Christ, that's so cool. You still have some <laughs> some some October left. Yeah. Uh. So that that so they see Moonstar, and uh, they're like, "That's a little familiar." And Shaggy's and like, "No, no, clearly- no, 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 no. This is Moonstar, not Moonscar." <laughs> But this is clearly Louisiana. We can see we we can see Bayou Hicks right over there. No, this is the Bahamas. The swampy Bahamas. I can smell gumbo. That's just that's just the gator. We can hear jazz music from Bourbon Street from here. That's Epcot. <laughs> what? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> They're just like, what's an Epcot? We're owned by Warner. We're not allowed to know what that is. And Shaggy's like, shut up. So. No mysteries. So this at this point, not even joking, not even exaggerating, Velma starts beating her head against a wall because she cannot <laughs> connect the dots that are she does ever that. present in front of her. Yeah. So there, there are people in this, in this place who are, who are resemble and are dressed exactly like the characters from the previous movie. Except for the hotel manager who invites them in, who is voiced by none other than some guy who has a name, but more importantly, voices Varric in Legend of Korra. And I was going to be so upset about this for a while because I couldn't, uh, the voice actor's name, by the way, John Michael Higgins, who is also an actor in his own right in many other things, but don't worry about that. And I was definitely hearing this. I'm just like, I know that voice. I know that voice. I know that voice. I'm going to be, I'm going to be furious. And then I say it's Varric. And then all you can hear for the rest of the movie is Varric. And it's awesome. There's a lot of similarities between their characters that we'll, <laughs> we'll uh, get to. So yeah. uh, they start walking through. They're doing sort of a tour of the mansion. And I'm probably going to be skipping around a little bit because the next few scenes kind of just here or there. But there's a part where Fred's walking by a door and he hears an engine sound. And he Im- instantly, in a snap, recognizes that's the mystery machine engine sound. There's like, no other car that be. sounds like that. It can't be. I, I promise no mysteries. Hand weighs heavily above doorknob. <laughs> I promised. No, there's no mysteries. Oh, and we did miss some of the fun parts where when the gang is interacting with the, the hotel staff. Yeah, there's a few tidbits. There's some interesting things that I think are, I don't even know if I want to say they're subtle because they're kind of in your face, but there's some subtleties to them that makes, this I is a felt- really interesting movie. I felt really smart figuring out what was going on, but I feel like most people could have figured out what was going on, but it wasn't super obvious. It was weird. A bunch of weird shit was happening. Yeah. So Um, one of the first things that happens is one of the guys walks up to Daphne and just starts reciting straight up Shakespeare. He says, uh, but, but soft. He describes how soft her butt is. Um, and wander window breaks, describing her farting. Yes, they talk about how uh, how state of the art the hotel is and how many video ca- uh, how many security cameras they have. They talk a about weird amount of they, security cameras. They they talk about uh, how fully stocked of food they are and snacks and crafty, and they and uh, one of the women because one of the one, yeah, of the women, one of the women in order to tell them where the snacks are says they're over here on stage right, which yes. is an interesting choice of words, and. Yes, and. yes, and literally every time she would start to respond to Scooby and check do you have any snacks here? She'd go, yes, and they're right here on stage right. And then the other two characters don't ever talk, so they're not important. But it's these are things that I think Morgan and I may have picked up on individual bits separately. But yes. ultimately, Morgan just said, 
wait, they're fucking actors. <laughs> they're filming a movie. And we're like, we picked out like, oh man, improv bit. And like, oh shit, that was an improv bit. They're actors. Yeah, th- that's not just, I don't know what I would have thought it was intent- otherwise, I, but it's intentional. My my initial instinct was that these guys were LARPers who were kidnapping yeah. the Scooby-Doo gang to LARP the events of Zombie Island. Morgan kept saying they're fucking LARPers. They have the Mr. Machine. They're just going to redo the whole movie. They're going to do it again. <laughs> and then it dawned on me. Oh, shit. They're fil- this is this is a film set. They are actually that's what the security cameras are for. They're actually filming the events of Zombie yeah. Island without telling the Scooby-Doo gang. But this is a revelation for 15 minutes from now. That's right. 15 minutes from now, not 40 minutes from now. I didn't know how long this was going to stretch, but they do the smartest thing on the planet and just actually make this only the first third half of the movie-ish. Yeah, It's like an act. It's one act of the movie. Yes. So anyway, uh, Shaggy and, and Scooby go to get massages and then are attacked by zombies. Yes. They get bad touched by zombies. And this is where my favorite part of this shitty promise they force everyone to make comes into effect, where Shaggy and Scooby run back to everyone, explain they got attacked by zombies, and this, because of the promise they forced... The gang to make, they, uh, Fred, Daphne, and Velma are having to gaslight Shaggy and Scooby because it's the <laughs> only like, way they, they can uphold the promise. They were probably just people in the spa who had who had mud masks on. You guys are just seeing some Louisiana tropical island gas. And Shaggy, by this point, I think forgot completely about the promise. Yeah. Because he's like, are you guys, do you guys not remember the last 20 years of our life and how normal an event this is for us? And they're just saying, Shaggy, you're crazy. You must have dreamt that. Shaggy's like, fuck. (laughs) Meanwhile, the three of them turn around and you can tell they are horny for mystery. And the hotel manager is like, are you sure you wouldn't like to solve a mystery about that? (laughs) Seems real interesting. Like, nope, we're good. (laughs) Actively pushing that, shoving, casting them off the cliff of mystery. And they're just going like, much like Kirby in that one smash trailer. They're just flying back up like, no, I don't want to. I don't really feel like it. Oh, man. So, so we, we go uh, through some 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 bits here for a while of more stuff, even down to the hotel starts getting attacked by zombies wholesale, just completely. Yeah. And then, just plants versus zombie style. They're all coming up on the lawn. <laughs> and they're and they're like, oh man, we gotta get at it. There's like, oh man, we've only got a few seconds, and then they cuts back outside and they're still hobbling. They're very slow minutes. zombies. Even slower Maybe than the average minutes. zombie. Yeah. And the the host even says he says a line in shock and then goes. Wait, let me do that line again. And then he says it in shock. Better? Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. And literally, Daphne, Fred, and Velma are looking outside at the zombies about to storm the house and go, Oh, man, maybe they're just Taurus. People are crazy. They just got too bad at tans. I don't know what's going on. Velma's about and, to, like, slit her wrists or something, but she's she's keeping it together just barely. Yeah. And uh, and, she, and and he's like, "What's wrong with the the, the hotel man?" It's like, "What's wrong with you people? Were I thought you guys were mystery solvers." It's like, "I don't remember telling you that, sir." And then he's like, "Do something about the zombies." And Shaggy is like, "Yeah, why aren't we doing something?" He's like, "Well, Shaggy, yeah. if <laughs> there, it's I, we wouldn't do that." Because we made a promise to someone, and Shaggy just stares blankly. Literally. A promise to someone to a friend. 
And as a friend, we can't break that promise. And Shaggy just stares blankly again. This is where my empathy for Shaggy leaves. This is just Shaggy is an idiot asshole moron. (laughs) And only the person who could, who made their friend promise them something could probably break that promise for them. No. Does that track Norval Rogers? And then Shaggy's like, Oh, yeah, let's solve this mystery. <laughs> and then within seconds, Velma and just like they... Velma just fucking comes all over the place. She comes mystery juice. She's like, she okay, here, here, and... here. you're an actor. You're an actor. This is a movie. Fuck you. You're, you're faking it. We've already solved the mystery. We solved it 12 hours ago. Oh, yeah. Just, just, oh! a, just the, the biggest orgasm this character will ever receive in her life. And with the with the explanation of what's actually happening, where yeah, the the uh uh the the host who is actually a film director, Alan Smithy, has just read Velma's blog, said that would be a good idea for a movie. They dunk on paranormal activity for a minute, which was weird, and then he says, "Let's do that again and film it." And Morgan, this is where I have to ask you a question: How much do yeah. you know about Metal Gear Solid Two: Sons of Liberty? <laughs> Uh, I know that it came after Metal Gear Solid 1. That's technically true. So the reason I bring it up is because Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, I'm not even joking, has the same plot as this movie, where some outside force is trying to exactly recreate the events of its prequel for various reasons. Wow. For for a movie? Not for a movie, in Metal Gear Solid, it's for soldier training because they determined that Metal Gear Solid 1 was the perfect, greatest possible example of a soldier in the world, in history. No one could ever create a better scenario to be a soldier in than this. That is the most Kojima thing I've yeah, ever heard in my it is. life. <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> the next game should be about how good my first game was. Yup, how cool my own character every, is. And every time Kojima isn't on the screen, everybody in the stream should be going, where's Kojima? <laughs> oh, he's talking to Guillermo del Toro for some fucking reason. Who knows? So and uh, so so and then they're like, oh yeah, so that explains why there was a cat person who slashed her tires. Like cat person? Yeah. No, there's no cat person. Cat person costumes are expensive to make. We just made zombies. We're just sick with zombies. Cat person. The most interesting thing about Zombie Island. We're not putting that in. It's zombies. Zombies are cheap. They even say, they literally yes. say, zombies are cheap. Zombies are easy. Everyone knows zombies. We don't have to work on them. Alan Smithy is literally trying to just make this bullshit up on the spot as cheap as he can. Which, by the way, fun fact, do you, I feel like you might know this. Do you know why his name is Alan Smithy? Yeah, because it's the credit that people always make up when they don't want to be attached to a movie, right? Yeah, I went into a, a deep wiki dive about this. It's a derogatory pseudonym used by members of the Directors Guild of America when disgruntled directors demonstrated a disastrously dubious scenario in which they lose creative control over their films. Coined in 1968, formally discontinued in 2000 with a few rare uses since. Yep. So when when your movie is so bad and you're like, I don't want... I don't want it to be known that I don't want the credit for this movie. This is the producers. This is whoever overhead. This is ruined. Not by me. This is by Alan Smithy. Fucking Hideo Kojima had nothing to do with this. <laughs> Why Alan yeah. Smithy, you may ask? Because the DGA originally wanted to use the, the, the name Al Smith, but then determined that was too common a name. So they just lengthened it. 
They elongated yeah. Al Smith to Alan Smithy. So, so now we're uh, in Act and ap- 3? And now after seeing this man as a movie producer... It's just season two Varric. It's yeah, just yeah. Nuck Tuck director Varric. Straight it's up, so... he's making a mover. <laughs> and he <laughs> so has the, all the... And it's fantastic. It's the exact same character. personality. It's the exact <laughs> same personality. It's really strong. The same voice inflections, the same style of speaking. It's great. It's really good. So And so um, now, now that they know it's a movie, he goes, do, do you guys just want to film the movie? And they go, yeah, we can film a movie. And I think Morgan called this immediately. I think you could call this immediately because if you've ever seen anything before, you go, oh, they're going to be terrible actors. Yes. And they don't go as hard in that as I kind of wanted them to, but they do show specifically Scooby does not. Scooby's bad. Scooby's terrible. He, 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 his line is, I'm scared. And he says, I'm hungry four times. (laughs) This scene may have lasted too long. I will be honest. This scene may have gone too long. Um, we're, we're introduced to, um, Fred's stunt double to, it's a Fred stunt double who sticks around the entire <laughs> fucking movie. Honorary sixth member of the gang. Yes. There's four of us. <laughs> All right. That's a reference that maybe not everybody will get right now. Don't just leave, um, it, leave it. The people, the real ones will get it. Okay. If you get that reference, uh, tweet at us. <laughs> Say good reference. Anyways. I got that one. So, uh, and he was driving weirdly. They insist it's not the mystery machine, which is crazy because they could have just said these, this is the company that bought the mystery yeah. machine from Because it would make sense. If they're trying yes. to recreate this movie, that would make all the sense yeah. in the world. So they have a tricked out mystery machine with monster truck tires and truck nuts. The mystery monster truck, <laughs> truck nuts. <laughs> Dude, truck nuts are hilarious. I can't believe <laughs> that people invented shit after truck nuts. Like, what's the point? I'm going to buy you truck nuts for Christmas. <laughs> I have a sedan. It's just going to drag along like my actual nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking liberal in your sedan. Buy a real truck, pussy. The Ford F-150. If you don't buy, you're a communist. <laughs> carry all... Look at how much freedom it can carry. It's got 32 gallons of freedom in the bag. <laughs> it burns out in one hour. It can hold 17 Trump flags at once. <laughs> You can't imagine how many stickers I could put on the back telling you that your abortion is wrong. It's got room for you, your dog, and and I guess you could attach a sled for your wife in the back. A sled. <laughs> like a sidecar, like it's a moped. It's got enough towing power to haul my fat ex-wife. <laughs> All seven of my fat ex-wives. <laughs> Deborah took the kids. <laughs> so. F-150s, man. Sponsored by Ford. <laughs> this week we aren't sponsored by. Go on. Uh, so what what happens next? We know they're in a movie. We we get these bits. So so it seems like the plot should be over, right? There's no mystery anymore. Wrong. There's the Cat one. people. So this so we kind of use the filming of the movie as a connective tissue between uh, mystery A and the real mystery mystery B, because as they're filming this movie, there's there's so Velma just goes fucking crazy, right? She has been unleashed upon the world and she is with renewed vigor. Will she solve every mystery the world has to offer her? She is a junkie back on the needle and she goes <laughs> deep into the island to discover the mystery of this cat creature. And she finds something chasing her. So she runs back and was like, Oh God, what is it? What, what's, what's chasing you? Is it a zombie? Is it blah, blah, blah? And then a tiny, tiny cat comes out. 
That's very cute. And then a hundred more Titan cats come out and they start fucking up everybody. Cat fight! Literal cat fight scene. And when I say cat fight, okay, again, picture tiny house cats. They look like house cats, right? Morgan has a house cat behind him right now, probably. Dramatic. Oh, God, he's hunting her down. Oh, yep, there it is. So picture a tiny house cat. Picture a hundred of them. and Meow for me. Meow for the audience. Yeah, meow, slut. It's not having it. No, he's not meowing. He's not having it. So this fight scene, I'm not exaggerating when I say fight scene, because they the cats start mauling the shit out of all the characters, and there's characters who throw the cats at each other, start beating the cats. It is way more violent than I expected it to be in this Scooby-Doo movie that came out in 2019. Yeah. And, and leading the charge, there are three cat people walking around. Yeah, full, um, full they, real, real human-sized cat people. And they have a chase sequence inside the house that kind of that kind of is a lot like the classic ones where they go into a hallway and jump out the doors, but it's weirdly grounded and makes logical sense in the way yeah, they do it. And, it's kind of impressive. And this is what I meant earlier when I say this harkens back to all eras of Scooby-Doo. It is like a, a classic Scooby-Doo chase scene, even accompanied by 60s-era Scooby-Doo music. Yeah, which I think it's intentional. Yeah. Um. So not not the banger, uh, like Terror Time again by but... Sky Cycle that we all know and love. Was it Sky Cycle? Yeah, it was Sky Cycle. Is that name actually true? Was... for you? No, not at all. That's unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did Terror Time, bro. True. Not on Spotify. Nate wants the battles version is good. On it's on Spotify. Um. So this is where Man, I remember think some when, of the remember when die here. I have a more important thing to say. Go on. Uh, remember when Nate Wants a Battle used to do covers of like top 40 pop songs and just to put in Pokemon words? The one I remember the most is the Dark Horse one, where I think it was Dark Pulse. He didn't just, no, he didn't that's, just... So, that's so cringy. That's so <laughs> yeah, cringy. The other, ones, the other ones weren't? The, no. I'm sorry. I'm not. the Sheeran song as Zelda. So, Yes, he's so crazy talented. Nate wants a battle. I love Nate wants a battle. He's great. He's very talented. But it was like just a product of being on YouTube at the time, well, yeah, right? You there do- was the one that's like a uh, the one where it's like the uh, what was the one where it's like I'll be counting stars. Yeah, the One Republic. Um, yeah, the one. Re- and he did one that's like uh, I don't remember what the yeah, what the uh, it was like across the line. He said, like swinging like a carnivine. And oh, it was right, like right. so. It was like all like that. And it Listen, was, you can't blame oof. the man for doing video game versions of pop songs. It was the style at the time. <laughs> so I did a, a pop, uh, a video game pop culture reference. Was the style at the time? So that's, that's how you get big. So I said Mario was on mushrooms, which was the style at the time. So I animated a stick fight game, as was the style at the time. Um, yeah, I'm pretty convinced that because do we see the four schmuck actors at all after the scene? Ever? No, I think they're done. I think they die. Done. The cats kill them. Oh. Oh, shit. So what happens is they're like, oh, man, we're getting attacked by cat people. We have to leave. Yeah. We have to leave. And <gasps> oh. and Alan Smithy is like, no, we got to finish the movie. 
And he's like, no, are you insane? There are cat people after us right now. They're going to kill us. They have claws that can cut through steel. We've seen it. And he's, and he's, and he's like, there's gotta be a way off the island. And Alan Smithy is like, the boat. And then he's like, I'll meet you guys there. And he runs along. They have a chase sequence in the, in, in the classic mystery machine. Yeah. Right. And they (laughs) get to the pier and Alan Smithy, this actual factual psychopath is burning down the boat. So they have to finish the movie. He is straight up. No, they don't have a, they don't escape with the mystery machine. The mystery machine's on the boat. Oh, that's right. Because oh my God. the boat is burning down. It is it is collapsing into the water. Alan is standing there with a torch, laughing maniacally, as everyone's like, Bro? Bro, though? And Fred it is, goes... It is very zombie movie-esque, yeah. where it's to open the doors to the this zombie moment. This is insane. Moment. And, Fred, and Fred looks, and he sees the twinkle of the mystery machine in there with its new haircut to show him that it's moved on, this, but goes, I can still this, save her. The stunt driver's like, my baby! <laughs> and Fred's like, your baby? And he he straight up jumps like like four lengths of himself over to the boat, rolls down through the fire, and jumps the entire uh, gang and onto Lands the other onto side the of the pier. pier in a ball of fire in the mystery machine. And it's so fucking Kino. There is no reason. Again, going into this movie, I one million percented thought. That we going into this movie, we're gonna see some bullshit, some dumb, some dumb shit, and just generally something bad. I thought this was gonna be a bad movie. There's no way a sequel to a 21 year old movie is gonna be good. This movie goes so hard. This movie is so legitimately good. It has no reason to be. So now they get in the mystery machine. Now they escape. Now Fred has to jump the mansion to escape. Yeah, so there was a jump for the mansion that was going to be a scene later in the movie, that that the movie they were filming. Uh, and so and they said you can't do that, and then Fred does it, and he's awesome. Because doesn't Fred turn arc. around to his stunt double and go, "Do you think I could do it?" And his stunt double goes, "If you believe hard enough," or yeah. something like that. And then Fred is instilled with the spirit of the mystery machine. Fred, yeah. I think Fred legitimately starts making out with the mystery machine at one point in the movie, and Daphne is just looking at him. So they they uh, end up going, getting hiding down there from the cats. And like Velma's like, okay, I think I've just about solved this mystery. Fred, time to do a trap, and they're like, hell yeah. So what they end up doing is um, dressing up as zombies, uh, and uh, scaring the uh, cat people into one of into a pit they dug next to the sundial and the reason being they they, it turns out that the well first off it turns out the people are just the islanders the person who was driving the boat over there and the islanders who welcomed them at the beginning because they they were the only people who weren't uh working on the movie yeah and and even though this was a whole trap uh designed to capture them on the island and it seems like everybody on the island was working with uh working on the movie uh, Alan Smith, he did say that there were locals on the island that he was very intent on, like, creating a scary atmosphere with the zombies, but nothing that would actually harm the people on the island. Uh, so, so there were people on the island who weren't involved. Specifically these so three. It, so, these people, Velma deduce, must be looking for uh, Morgan Moonscar's treasure. Um, and if they did, they must on some level believe the curse, 
which is kind of a jump. Um, especially well, because they knew they well they they do they at this point they must have known there was a zombie movie being filmed. So it's kind of weird that they believe that the, these were were real zombies. That that part I agree with. It's weird for them to be scared by these zombies, despite the fact that they know there's a zombie movie on the the, the island. I yeah. think I think this is a bit of a retcon because did. I don't remember if Morgan Moonscar actually had treasure in the Zombie Island movie. Wasn't that just a red herring to convince people to come but, over so that they could cat zombify more people? Possibly, but Morgan Moon, there was uh, there were pirates buried on that island. Yeah, though. there was they there were, were pirates. There was a Morgan Moonscar. I don't know if his treasure was real. So I think it does logically follow that if they believe in the treasure, they must believe in the curse because they are intertwined. Sure. Um so they, uh, so, so yeah, so Velma divides plans, so they use zombie makeup from the movie set to scare them, blah, blah, blah. and, uh, they, and scare they, them into they, a hole. They, they, they scare them into a hole, capture them, and by sheer coincidence, a couple cats come in and find Morgan's Moonscar's treasure yeah. 12 feet from them. Yeah, literally and, in the one spot and, they did not dig a hole. All right, so here's what happens. Here's where this movie goes downhill, is that these cats... Find the treasure, just start meowing, scratching on the ground. Scooby digs it up, and then, and then Alan Smithy walks over. This rich Hollywood producer walks over, takes the treasure from Scooby, and is like, "I'm rich." And then the gang is like, "Wow, Alan Smithy, that's great for you to be rich. What are you gonna do with all this money? What the?" Fuck! He didn't find the treasure! He gets the treasure, though! He he burned the boat, dooming them all to die on this island, and he gets the treasure? What? They're straight up like, oh, are you going to use that money to fund your next movie? And he goes, next movie? I'm rich. Why would I make another movie? I'm not in this for the art. Are you stupid? He straight I'm up gonna gets do away nothing free. good with this movie, with it, with this money. I'm going to retire and and be nothing. You might have given it to charity or something. I'm not gonna do that. I've won I'm without this on trying, without trying, without earning it, without even fucking finding it. I won this treasure. Now, Morgan, I understand that from a character perspective, this is pretty, this is weird for the gang to let him get away with this. It's pretty scummy to let, who is abjectly one of the villains of the movie, succeed in such a way. He did burn down a boat. He trapped them on the island, if just temporarily. That is a thing that happened. And I know and you think at it's the time, negative. he believed they were in danger. Real danger, yeah. But he wanted to film his movie more than he wanted them alive. Now, I understand you believe that, but consider he is voiced by Varric. So I think he does Listen, deserve it. Listen, is it... And this is the most Hollywood producer thing in the world to take credit for other people's it's, work and get rich off of it. It's also super It's the most... <laughs> I get that. For a talentless hack to come along, tell people what to do, reap the rewards without doing any work and leaving. I get that. I think this is just one of those things that hits too close to home for Morgan, so it, it, it triggers him. Morgan is I don't know. I don't know who it should go to. There's nobody on the island. They didn't meet any other characters who weren't involved in the movie in this. Should it maybe should have gone to Elvira? I don't fucking know. Fuck it. Also, the well, no, sheriff Elvira shows up. On it. The, okay, Elvira wasn't on it. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, 
This that's not the end of the movie because the sheriff from their hometown just climbs into the hole underground the mansion. I was like, I thought I heard meddling kids around here. <laughs> what? I I got news over from from whatever state Wisconsin esque state we're from, <laughs> and for, about that there are some kids in Louisiana. With the why, who would hear about this? This was a movie set. Anyways. Any, and this took place in the span of like 12 hours. Yeah, they're there for a night, I think. I think one night. So, so, well, technically two nights. Because um, they did stay one night and then the next, whatever. Shut up, loser. Um, but by that point, then we're solving mystery. It doesn't make sense. And Sherry's like, I thought I done told y'all if you solved another mystery, I would arrest you, which is not in my jurisdiction or here, something. nor within my rights to, to do as a cop. But I am a sheriff, so I can do whatever I want. I can I can invoke Prima Nocta if I wanted to. I was elected uh, to this but, position. <laughs> I was elected by to this God. position. By <laughs> God. What is it? The, what is the, the, the thing? Divine, divine right, right to rule. I will manifest my destiny on your children asses. Cardinal Richelieu gave me this power. <laughs> the Pope himself, who may I remind you is Latin. Thank you, 10th grade history class. <laughs> um, anyway, he's, and they're, they use their newfound acting fil- skills to pretend to cry. And he's like, oh, shucks, I can't stay mad at you meddling kids. And then there's like, don't solve many mysteries too much, you hear? And they're like, we won't. And their fingers are crossed. And then they, and then they did. And, and that's then, the and end then of the credits the roll. Hundred thousand percent expected them to pan outside, and the police, the firefighters, the national guard are investigating a burned down boat. Alan Smithy comes out loaded to the tits with gold, and them to go, hey, you look super suspicious. You're definitely arrested. This does not happen. For all we know, he gets away scot-free, no punishment, and rich. That is oh, how also, the movie ends. Also, it is worth mentioning, because uh, this they do uh, reiterate that the possibility that what happened on Zombie Island the first time is real, because there was a fourth ty- uh, cat man oh, yeah. that was like a Black Panther-esque cat man who was on the loose, um, and that was the one that attacked them initially. And this guy... And and He's they never did not caught. find this person. Yeah, they never caught. And also the th- the three people on the uh, the the three people they caught said there weren't four of them. Yeah. There was only three of us. And all the while Velma's going, nope, we solved the case. We can close the book on Zombie Island. That one is solved. Got it. Easy. Wrap it up. And friend and Daphne are like. Uh, how do you explain this? And Velma's coming up with bullshit explanations. Well, how do you explain our life force being drained? Swamp gas. How do you explain that time where we had voodoo dolls that were thrown near a fire and we almost melted to death? Remember when you levitated? And we saw up your skirt? And Velma's like, it was swamp gas. And then they just turned, and then Fred and, Fred and Daphne turn around and go, I think that's the best we're going to get out of her. Just, that's, that's fine. Let her have this one. Mm-hmm. Which is probably the best way to end that. Just let Velma think her psychopath atheist knowledge is right. Yeah. And 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 say that she can she can have that closure that she apparently needed. Yeah. And so this was a good movie. This was a really fun watch. It was really fun. I was reading that again. Initial impressions by fans was pretty negative because they didn't like what it did. But if you're not a dork like Scooby Doo fans probably are. I think you can enjoy this movie. This is actually quite good. Um, I'm blown away with how much respect this has for Scooby-Doo as a franchise. Considering it's a 50th anniversary thing, it makes sense. But 
I'm yeah. blown away that you can create a modern take on a Scooby-Doo on Scooby-Doo as a franchise and make it good and not dog shit, self-referential, self-loathing, probably not even anything to do with Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo's not even in the fucking show. Why is he not in the show? Why is Shaggy hot? None of this shit makes sense. Like that, right? It was something hypothetical like that. Hey, Jesse, where can they find us? If you want to find us, you can follow us at Summer Comics or at Taperino. If you want to follow the show, you can follow the show at SMCP underscore show. If you want to listen to more episodes of the show, you can do so wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember to like, comment, share, give us five stars. We, I am very excited for next week. Very excited for next week's episode. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a good one. Listen, we're two, I would argue, two good movies in a row. Let's go for three. Yep. Let's go for three. Hey, you know what? Let me give a hint. Let me give a hint to the audience. Audience, this one's an origin story.